We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends and Arel Adoro, a rugby league podcast that this season, Piu Pendere Un Puño. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. I'm Big T Views of my own recording, the views on the cloud table up in rugby league heaven with Odin looking tired as fuck. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm alright mate, yeah, um, buggered. The uh, baby bunny has decided to have the 4am wake-ups for the last week or so, so we're trying to figure that out um, and just deal with it, which isn't easy. Uh, and a weekend that I was really looking forward to sort of having nothing on ended up being super busy. Oh, wow. I was going from thing to like one thing to another. and So, yeah, just didn't really get anything done uh, on the weekend. No self-care. <laughs> the, uh, you, you've probably said, oh, Baby Bunny's been stitching me up for about the last week or so. Every Someone week. went back and listened. <laughs> yeah. you know, to about three months yeah, yeah. since she was born. I'm trying to give her. I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. I swear it's just this week, isn't it? But, you haven't um, slept. You've only slept for three days. I'm so still. It feels I'm, like yeah. One I think week. I still expect parenting to be easy for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, mate, I had I had sort of nothing really planned, and I was looking forward to to that this weekend, and then just sort of ended up bouncing around and you know taking the dog for a walk that ended yeah. up going for a few hours. Went to an off-leash dog beach. Uh, and he loved that. Off-leash dog beach. Yeah. What a sentence. Mate, it was a good time, um, but everything just sort of dragged out, and so didn't really get a chance to just kick back and relax as much yeah. as I would have liked. Yeah. Kids do get easier, by the way. I mean, some of the problems get harder, but the kid bit gets easier in my small experience. Good to um, Nice, uh, big nice hello to Gilby underscore Gilad Mario. That blackness, brother-in-law's brother-in-law, Terry... Not Neil Bull and David, uh, hypothetic hunter, who we all know are listening. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Paramatasala vs Flap City. <clears throat> How good were the Eels really, particularly in the back end? I couldn't believe that yeah. happened. At Adam House. Missing marquee player, trailing in the second half away from home in front of a sellout crowd against a desperate opponent to win like that. Exactly what you want this year at Para Eels. Sounds like the start of a movie. You know how they, the narrator just sets the scene so well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was such a good game, I mm. thought. Like Parramatta did run away with it a bit towards the end, but I thought that the first half was pretty, pretty good and uh, the quality of the football was great. Uh, yeah, I guess the Eagles are really playing for their season. I was expecting massive games from the uh, Manly Seven. Mm. Uh, I was, but they they didn't really do too much. Mm. I thought, um, but yeah, Para. It's uh, starting to give Para fans hope. I think. Yeah, and no, I think the thing that I was thinking was that not only did, were Manly coming back, they're also playing for 
their season. They're, they're surprisingly out of the eight. And, um, and obviously they lost last week, but I didn't think they would lose this week. And with no Moses... I thought I didn't think Parramatta would be able to get it done, but Jake Arthur was good. Stepped up, stepped up big time, and so good because he has just been copying it from fans for what for yeah not being an elite level talent (laughs) yet yeah yeah Um, (laughs) and being the coach's son, which I guess if Flano ever got coached by his dad might happen to him, but Mm. I guess he sort of proved that he belongs in first grade. Like so, if he ever does meet up with his dad somewhere. He's already got the credentials, whereas I think yeah. Jake Arthur got debuted by his dad, which sort yep. of adds a little bit to that. But I made mean, I was so happy for him because, like, the stuff he's copying, like getting booed by your own fans for nothing, is mm. so heavy. Mm. Um, as a player, you'd think like you'd be trying your ass off all week, busting your entire your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all you want to do is get on that field <laughs> in that jersey, yeah. um, and then people just think that there's a bit of uh, nepotism going on and just yeah. jump on and, and start hammering you. Because Nathan wasn't debuted by his dad, was he? I mean, they're together now, but... No, I think yeah. Ivan was at the Tigers yeah, yeah, when, yeah, he, when he yeah. started at, at the Eels. But yeah, he, and Jake had a couple of great moments in that game as well. Well, let me do this. At C. Kennedy 80, Jake Arthur had the exact game I was hoping he'd have. Calm, patient, unflustered, intelligent, not overplaying his hand, but still a couple of high-class moments. Exactly what you were saying. Yeah, bang. Yeah. Um, thanks, Chris. He's <laughs> left me with nothing to say. <laughs> Chris, Chris, I think, is a bloke who won fantasy about 10 oh, years ago and then ended familiar. up yeah and then ended up now going to the media so he um, he's, a, he's a good news story he might be the Jake Arthur of um, rugby league media there we go yeah um, getting booed because he wins fantasy but all of a sudden he's, he's throwing out tweets the only thing I want to jump on that from halves to halves is that at Mac Truck 81 said DCE outplayed and back-to-back weeks by halfback still eligible for Jersey flag. That's an incredible Ooh. stat and great tweet. I wouldn't say DC was... He personally was outplayed. I thought he played well enough. But Manly, I thought, were going to win that game. They looked like they looked like their game to win. I'm not 100% sure what happened. And you'd think with that half pairing, if one team's in front, those halves can see you to win and the other halves can't. But that's not what happened. Yeah, pretty surprising. Um I love I love the call back to Jersey flag yeah. for Sam Walker and Jacob Arthur. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's completely accurate because I think DCE's had pretty like a fair showing in both games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he didn't get the chocolates, yeah. which is something that it, you know he's known for being able to sort of control and mm. ice games and you know maintain composure and all those things that are really important at this end of the season. Forty twenty is where to win. Mm. Yeah, those mm. sorts of things. Like, I can't remember who it was, that person who tweeted at you about me loving Latrell to take a drop golf oh, yeah, to Mario. save my life. Mario. <laughs> Mario going, no, DCE's the man. And the more I think about it, the more I think he's probably correct. Latrell's got a bit of, um, I guess he just doesn't have, doesn't always have that cool head. He might have the physical attributes to kick a drop goal from 70 metres out or something if he needed to. But yeah, DCE is just like in the moment, knows what needs to be done and does it. Um, and yeah, come up short two weeks in a row, unfortunately for the Eagles. It's an interesting thing that you put up about DCE to kick a drop goal. Sorry, um, Latrell to kick a drop goal. Mario came back saying, you're crazy, it's got to be DCE. The, the only two thing, the only two things, there, it's almost two trends of thought. DC is probably better at like telling an entire team how to get him down the other fi- other end of the field and then kicking the goal. If it's to win a game, Latrell might need a half to direct you down the other side of the field. But the thing about Trell is, if he gets that pass and doesn't like the look of it, 
I'd now back him to knock someone over, step to and score, score and, to and win the life. game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. He, he can kick the drop goal and score. But I mean, that wasn't what we were talking about. So no. it's, a, it's a hard. It depends on which way you want to go. Would I want if if this if I was picking an all-time team to like save my life, trails in it, but probably not DCE. Maybe that's the way I'm looking at it. Whereas if it's just a kick a drop goal right now, yeah, yeah it probably is if DCE. It's to get, yeah, if it's to get your team mm. to kick a drop goal, get them up the other end, yeah. Mm. Um, and we didn't even mention Adam Reynolds, who's you know a bit of a drop goal master. Yeah. He's kicked three in one game, kicked the first. What was it? Two point one. I don't want to talk about that. That was against the Tigers. <laughs> anyway. What was the distance outside forty? It was fucked. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so there's a couple of guns in the, in the comp. But yeah, Latrell showed on the weekend that he can just turn the game on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. We'll get to that. In fact, right now, score. <laughs> uh, the score uh, for the Eagles the and Eagles, Eagles was yeah. 36 to 20. Feet fans first land of the long white ship. Let's first talk about Campbell Murray, and I know how much <laughs> you love oh. <laughs> Brandon J. Brady. To make this game interesting, I propose that Cam Murray swaps teams at halftime. He was that good yeah. that he could have probably won it for Warriors yeah. if he had 40 minutes on their team. Turn his jersey inside out. The um, first half from him was outrageous. Three try assists by halftime mm. for a lock forward, yeah. which is insane. He's such... From, from, and not even like Isaiah Yo or I dig to the line and have an incredible upper body torso spin to get it back to someone else. His yeah. were like... I'm going to late footwork into a line, take two guys on, pop out the other side, and then come up with an offload that doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh. And, I mean, a lot of... If Isaiah Yo is getting try assists, it's because he's passing to Cleary close to the line, and Cleary can see a hole or Luai, and they just go and do a lot of that work themselves, whereas Cam was doing the work and then giving the yep. try to someone else. Mm. Um, yeah, the crush grows bigger every week with that guy, <laughs> seriously. Um, I think him and Yo are going to be battling for that 13 jersey in Australia and New South Wales teams for a long time. Yep. Um, I think what Cam Murray would probably have age on his side, being a younger fella. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good shout, actually. That's really bad. It's going to be good to watch. What happens in set of origin? It's Yao, it's... it's Cam it's, Murray on the left edge. Yeah, on, a, on edge, yeah. Um, which, you know, he can still do and do really well. Yeah. Like, I just don't want him in the rotation. I want him on the field the whole time. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's that's the other thing. I don't think he can play 80 minutes at 13 the way he plays. So no. He just does too much. I think he made 32 tackles, didn't miss any as well on wow. the weekend. Like, just absolute elite talent. Mm. Um, I think probably just on par with Latrell, like in terms of importance to the South team. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And how far they go in this comp. I think they can do it without everyone else. Mm. Like if they lost Cody, I still think they could yeah, you're probably have right. a decent crack. If they lost Damien Cook, I think you know Mamazelos has shown that he's pretty tidy. Um, I was going to say maybe not AJ, but then I remember that game he didn't play, and that that kid on the wing scored a hat trick. Yeah, so. Richie Kenna <laughs> scored three, um, which I still in my mind chalk up as AJ's tries. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm still riding him like you know like a beaten favourite on the way home to to get Ken Irvine's. Yeah. Every game, I'm just every try yeah. he scores, I'm so happy for him. And every commentator brings it up. He's still got about a hundred to go, but every yeah. time he scores, they're like, "We're getting closer." <laughs> yeah, he he drew level, I think, with Hazem and and Matt Singh. Um, yes, on the weekend yeah, with one fifty nine. Yeah, which yeah. is incredible. So it? yeah, just even getting that one try, which in a slapping of the rate of the Warriors, I thought he'd get a couple at yeah. least. <laughs> Please, um, but uh, yeah, drew level. Uh, and South are the kind of uh, ridiculous team that. Remember that try? Was it last year or the year before where AJ was tied for the most amount of tries or he was close and he puts the centre, they make a break, 
He passes it back inside of the centre, gets tackled, but gets back up screaming for it in the centre, stands in the end goal and then passes it to AJ for, for him to score. It was yeah. the most, like, kid-esque. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just a team. <laughs> wait, 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 give it to me, give it to me. Just for stat padding. Yeah. But, uh, but I was about it, and so and when yeah, hopefully he, that kind of stuff continues. It was like when, when AJ went across the line this season to become South's greatest try scorer, and he... Uh, I think he'd, he'd gotten across the line and the, the reserve hooker, Peter Mamazelos, was coming across and was calling for the ball. <laughs> he was like, in the goal, go, give me a try, give me a try. And that Jared just looked at him like, not today, that's, mate. That's not what we do here. It's just for AJ. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's got Brett Stewart, Terry, Terry Lamb uh, ahead of him. Um, you know, just ahead. So he's got... Yeah. Next four tries, and he'll overtake Brett Stewart as one of the one of the great try scorers. Brett Stewart, though, I think when I, when when I think about players or great try try scorers, Brett Stewart comes to mind. Hasm doesn't. Like I was no. just so overwhelmed by his goal kicking that I never really, I completely forgot that he's scored a shitload of tries. Yeah, because well, that's he was probably the best goal kicker of all time, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, or at least the modern game. But that doggies team was pretty dominant when yeah. he was playing for him. Uh, he was a gun winger. Yeah, yeah. Can't, can't take that away from him. Um, now, look, we haven't really talked much about this, and I don't want to do a podcast without us talking about the rising tide all the time. At Sarah Sassy Pants, crazy how different Southwark with Luttrell off the field. No doubt uh, in my mind that they win 2021 with him there. That's an excellent shout I would have much preferred 100%. to have seen that game. At Butcher Walker, 4170, Souths are a big chance of winning this comp. Luttrell is at another level. He is good. And then the last one, which is the most important one, Sharky Day forty four tweeted, "I can't. I understand why people don't like Latrell. They are wrong, and their opinions don't count." Yeah. <laughs> and then at right. Incognito replied with, "Honestly, how can you not like him? I mean, unless you're a racist piece of shit, legit one of the most joy of the game types we have in the sport, along with Jake Turbo." Well, perfectly said. Yeah, hundred percent. Nothing more really needs to be said. But that joy of the game type is such a good way to describe. Yes. Because you get the sense that he's still just playing for the love. Mm. You know, um, a lot of other people, it seems like, you know, a job and it, and it is their job. And so you can be forgiven for that. But he just loves being out there with a team and contributing to a, to a, uh, a shared goal. Um, Fuck, he's devastating. That run where, where there's that offload, he's, he's standing around, he's doing that excellent fullback, he sniffy thing is just standing behind the play the ball. It goes left, he just jogs behind it, it's not really part of it. Someone gets, looks like they're getting tackled and he kind of walks over to dummy half roll, looking around what he's going to do, talking to someone. Then he just half sees his proof that the guy's got the ball out and he's switched on immediately, gets that offload. And then the like, the XXXXXXX turbo like build up that he has in that five or six meters where the Warriors are all standing going, oh fuck, he's getting Everyone faster in front of and him faster. Shits himself. Yeah, I shut myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm behind him. And yeah. on the screen. Behind the screen. Yeah, and I'm supporting him and I'm still terrified of him. It was yeah. so incredible. Just the, the momentum he can quickly build up and just it like there was no way he was being stopped. And he ran into two forwards who both jersey grabbed, praying to God they didn't get injured. Yeah, Toyo Harris, which yeah. is like he's renowned as a as a gutsy defender with you know all heart yep. leads the warriors and he still didn't want a bar of it yeah and he just pivoted on his on his ankle didn't even like pretend a half chase after yeah. he missed it yeah bunty of had nothing to do after that either so that was it was great to watch as a south fan but the sad thing is like at rooster seven tweeted what's the point of the warriors and that when I mean, you that, watch a game like so that sad, but... <laughs> Yeah, but you kind of—I mean, the tweet made. I've loved them, but the tweet like rang a really big bell. 
Yeah, um, and there's no there's no simple way to fix it. Like they've obviously got a massive nursery. Fair enough, a lot of those kids want to play union way more than league, but there's still a whole country to pick from. There's got to be, but you know that so many of those kids are coming out here, like getting scouted or whatever and brought out here and playing for other teams. I don't know how the NRL creates a sort of circuit breaker there to keep a lot of that talent there for the Warriors, because if they did, they'd become a a powerhouse. Yeah. Um, You know, but it's just... It is a very different proposition to say, a 12-year-old, 16-year-old kid who's really good, who plays in Brisbane, come and move to Sydney, that we'll find you a family to kind of live with and then you'll, you'll play football here, to, hey, 16-year-old kid, move to New Zealand and Auckland, we'll try and find me a family there and, and live there. It's a very different world. It seems to be much more normal for New Zealanders to come here and do that, but for Australians to go there and do that for a rugby league contract doesn't, doesn't For rugby work. league, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't add up that yeah. way, does it? Um, yeah, and that's that's shocking because I feel like and this is my this is how I feel about the Warriors, but I I reckon a lot of other people would have the same feelings. They're almost like a second team. You want them to do well mm. um, because they don't really. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You never and there's so much talk about the international game. Um, you know, with all these allegiance changes and, and statements coming out lately, which is so good, and I love that. But I think um, having a, a legitimate Kiwi team um, would would help that a lot mm. as well. Um, they were New Zealand was phrased as a reserve grade country recently in a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it so much. And it feels like that now. Well, even while we're talking about it, like they just were growing. If you think about the best New Zealand players, none of them play for the Warriors. No, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. Sean Johnson goes up and down into that field, but really, you know, um, what's his name for Melbourne? Hughes. Yeah, and then the guy from um, Parramatta and. They're not playing in New Zealand. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, how good did you see the um, the massive wedgie Trell gave Freddie Lusick in that game as well? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, that. it was so good. The tackle was made, and, and Trell just like sort of came in right towards the end, lay on the top, and just slapped his hand on Freddie Lusick's ass and grabbed his shorts and just reefed them up his ass, <laughs> which was you know good intimidation because Freddie Lusick's defence that game was incredible. He was chopping people in half, um, so you had to do something to get him off his game. That's, a, that's, that's the tip sheet on last week, is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything else before we move on? No. Score? Uh, the score was 48 to 10. Yeah, it was a lot. A Your lot Mighty West much. Tigers versus Bronze for Johns. First of all, at Mark Tiggs tweeted, nothing scares me more than being favourites, which is exactly how every Tigers fan has felt for maybe the last 10 years. Ooh, uh, it's the worst. Now... I honestly thought, often I watch a game and assume we're going to lose and then eventually we do. But in this game, <laughs> and in this game I thought coming into it, I also thought the Knights will probably end up beating us. But when, when we got to the 70th minute, we weren't letting them score. The momentum was all with us. We were down by four, I think. And, and Madden kicks the world's highest 40-20 you've ever seen in your life. It was like one of those Dwayne bombs, but somehow it travelled as well. Mm. Uh, with 10 minutes to go, I was like, fuck, we're going to do this. We're going to do this here and then hold them out. Or at the very least, we're going to keep it down this end for the next five minutes and then score on the thing. And there was just nothing doing. Like, it was it was really, really... It was really, really normal to watch. Both teams looked pretty directionless at times and defence wasn't great and yada, yada, yada. The same thing that we've had all year, but at Haywood underscore Adam K tweeted, no Hastings, no Tigers. And that's probably the biggest difference. His voice... 60 touches or whatever it is a game. Mm-hmm. That's a huge loss to have on the field all of a sudden. Um, and and it showed when we couldn't ice that game. Who was playing 13 for you? 
Uh, it was probably off and go, I can't remember. Yeah, they're, and they're such different types of players. The Tigers were just starting to get into their groove with playing with all those playmakers, and then mm-hmm. you get, you know, off and go, he's a gun, tackler, ball runner, um, but I should say defender, not just tackler. He's got really good reads, but he just doesn't offer anywhere near what Hastings does and what sort of the Tigers were starting sorry. to get on a roll with. It was for Noah Pohl, I just went and checked. He was a great kid, really liked that kid, but obviously he's a kid, he's extremely fresh as his third yeah, or fourth game. Raw. So, um, And he's up against Mitch Barnett, who's arguably the oldest maybe lock in a game. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure about that, but he feels really old. Um, yeah, so both teams still terrible. We have a lot of excuses to be terrible. <laughs> love it. Anyway, what are you going to do? The I do want to give I do want to give some love though to to the Bronzer Johns fans because I know there are a few that listen. At Peter Denning, I don't care how we won, I don't care who we beat. After this shit year, I'll take it all red and blue. And at Brett O'Shanks tweeted, "How good is being a Knights fan? Let's fucking go!" And I'm sure that guy hasn't tweeted that many times that year, sir. Yeah. He's one of the co-hosts on the Bay 53 pod as well, so he deserves some love. Great attitude. Yeah, you got, you got to enjoy them when they come. If they're not coming that often, massive troll fan as well. That bloke so loves yeah. the rising tide. Wait, what about um, what about the Clemmer stuff? Do you think that sort of? Do you reckon the team sort of stuck together and bonded over? I thought it was going to go the other way. I thought they would have been all full of bits, half half. Yeah, that was another reason why we should have won. The yeah, coaching staffs on the outs, or the divisions in the team, blah blah blah. Yeah, he's been a bit of siege mentality though. Mm, no, uh, it's classic Des though, not Adam O'Brien. No, but Clemmer's been their best forward all year. So yeah, it's like it's a tough one to. Tough one to read. Like I, I sort of looked at it and just thought, oh, because apparently all the players are getting around Clem, mm. and I thought they sort of, I don't know, just get tight, go hard, but they still sucked, but just not as much as the Tigers. <laughs> score? Uh, 14-10. At MBWT underscore underscore tweeted, West Tigers have been kept to 12 points or less 10 times in 2008, eight of those against bottom eight teams. Oh. That's fucked. Yeah, so you're playing down to the opposition. But then, like, you look at, you've pushed the top teams. Yeah, I know. We, we haven't been thrashed this year, which I keep saying as a win, but the, uh, the amount of times we've lost to bottom eight teams is the reason why we're last. And just not scoring points. Mm. Which is crazy when you look like you've got, you've got strike, like proven strike, mm. out in your outside backs. Dane Laurie's just going from strength to strength. And you've got playmakers who are, you know, respected for their craft in the game. Just don't know what's going on there. Neither do I. I can't coach the place. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's tees. Hi, I'm Ali. And I'm Lulu. And this is Lulu Lulu and Ali's footy tipping. What round is it, Lulu? Round 22. Correct. First game, Panthers and Storms. I think it's going to be... See, the most of percentage picked um, Panthers because they're first. But... I don't know, it's pretty hard. I would go Panthers or Storm. I'm, I'm going to go Panthers because Pappenhausen's not in Storm. Yeah, but they won last time too, so... 
Yeah, but who was that against? Oh, uh, I think that was against... Let me check. Okay, fair enough. But what about Panthers? Panthers won against the Raiders. Oh, okay. So this and is And what are the Raiders? They are... Ninth. ninth. And what are the um, Titans? Uh, last. Sixteenth. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Warriors and Bulldogs? Uh, Bulldogs. Yeah. This the, is the only time we'll be tipping the Bulldogs again for this week. Yes, yes. Like Rabbitohs and Eels. I did Rabbitohs because they're, yeah. They're, and it's just... Eels, Eels did are, a very good game last I know, time, but Eels really. are fifth. Yeah, um, but, like, Rabbitohs have, um, what was his name? Who did... Oh, Rabbitohs versus Warriors and beat them by 38. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, Warriors... Warriors aren't that good, no offense. Yeah. And against the Sea Eagles, mm, Eels won. Yeah. So... It's honestly, it depends. It depends, really. I think Rabbitohs will win. Yeah, me too. Mostly because they got, um, what's his name? Forgot. <laughs> Forgot his name. Anyway. Roosters and Cowboys. All right. So with this one, because we don't have bets on ours because, you know, we're kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, It's a 50-50% chance for both of them. Yeah. I tipped uh, Roosters because they've been going pretty well. Cowboys have been, they've been going well too. Heard the Who'd they verse the last round? They versed um Bulldogs. Yeah, okay, Bulldogs. yeah, that that I I can't base that yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> um mm. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm go going with Roosters. I'm going with Roosters. Because yeah. the head to head goes yeah. um I'll tip Roosters. I know they're eighth and then Cowboys yeah. are second. But they've been going pretty well, Roosters. So. Yeah. Sharks and Tigers. Tigers. Yeah. Broncos and Knights. Broncos. Even, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. They, Knights won against the Tigers, but... We didn't talk about that. Yeah. Okay, Raiders. It was close. If yeah. they'd scored another try, True. we would have won. It's very tight. Raiders yeah. and Dragons. Uh, I did Raiders because they have a better percentage and they're probably going to beat the Dragons. Yeah, me no too. No offense. Titans and Seagulls. Seagulls. They just have a better percentage and Titans aren't that I good. did that too. What's your margin? Um, Margin? Just 11. Just in case, you know. I put minus 10. All right. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, that's it of round 22, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Peace out. My nephews have just tipped. I reckon, and so I just want to talk to you, there's there's three games that are going to be incredible next week. Panthers Storm. Panthers still somehow winning, even though they shouldn't be. Storm may be finally on their uptick, so that'll be a great one on Thursday night. Mm. Your game against the Eels is going to be excellent. Who's, who's actually, like, form can Eels hold on to a couple of wins in a row? And Roosters, Cows. Are Roosters also for real, or are the Cows just, like, the best? So they're great. Obviously, the Sharks will smash us. The Broncos should beat the Knights. The Bulldogs should beat the Warriors. The Raiders should beat the Dragons. Um, the Eagles should beat the Titans. And the Eagles should beat the Titans. So the rest of those look pretty normal. I mean, the Raiders and Dragons could be a game in the end, but... Uh, three cracking Those games. three games, yeah. Ooh. And big top eight, let's see what happened, games. Yeah. Who do you like? Just quickly, Panthers Storm? Um, uh, I'm going to go with Panthers. Yeah, you went Storm into the Panthers. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I was I was thinking Storm, then they've got no Jerome Hughes. Although, you know what? When Hughes doesn't play, money sort of dips. I don't know. It's a tough one. I'm, I'm just going to go the Panthers, the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'll also take the Panthers. I'll also probably take Roosters and you. Is that how you're feeling? Uh, I'm going to go the Cowboys. Just cause oh, I'm that's gonna... what I meant. Sorry, shit. 
I mean, yeah. Cowboys in you. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm going to go the Cowboys. I think the Roosters sort of turned it on for 20 minutes and looked incredible and then sort of faded in and out, whereas the Cowboys have yeah. been putting in 80-minute performances, coming from behind, staying in the game. Uh, I like what I see from them. And then, yeah, I think the Bunnies are... I think the rising tide will dust the Eels, basically. <laughs> also, the Cows are just so consistent. They look great every game, even a game where they lose, like the game against the Tigers. They still look good. <sighs> Let's not talk about <laughs> that. Now, last week, our wowments didn't record any sound. It recorded the time. It was a, like a five-minute block that just played silently the entire time. <laughs> oh, right. And so I know that because a whole bunch of people tweeted me about it. I thought I fixed it, but I didn't. Um, wowments? Well, I had one positive wowment. Yeah. Uh, and that was young Tonema Payer coming back for the Storm and getting a try after yep. however long out of the, I mean, you know, a few years out of the NRL. Um, so I was really happy and you could see all the, the boys getting around him, loved that. Um, I just love the, the sense of camaraderie in a, in a footy team and when you can, you can tell when a team loves one of their players uh, and they really do for young um, and uh, yeah, I was happy to see him get a try. I was hoping that Knopf was going to score one of those tries, that would have been incredible for him in his Melbourne Storm career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just about to play finals for the first time after playing Hundreds of games. Imagine he wins a premiership. Imagine. I would love it. That I'd would love be it so for him. cool. Yeah, good on him. Um, hope him and Brooks both get one. Brooks I don't know how Brooks do. is going to get one, but <laughs> yes. I, I mean, with the Tigers, it would be even more amazing, but I hope he gets one. Uh, but yeah, my other wowment was probably, uh, I'd class it as negative. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Yeah. yeah. Um, apart from the fact it was hilarious, like such a great sledge, weak, gutted dog. Far right out. Um, and uh, yeah, so I... Uh, Sticky man, he just he can't control his emotions. He's a big baby sometimes. Yeah. Like I think, surely, and I mean what Sananda did on the field was pretty shit. Yep, shit effort. It was a bit of a dog act, but there's stuff like that happens in like footy all the time. Yeah, um, and I think Ricky probably got into that press conference too early. I think he needed another twenty minutes to just sort of process that game. It was just. So Salmon kicks out, the guy has an injury for weeks or is he just like hurts his balls at that moment and then we move on? I think he's I think he's all right. Yeah, that's Stunning. why I was just really surprised that and Salmon gets binned and put on report. So the guy's getting punished, punished for what he did. Yeah. I was really surprised that he went hard at him about that. The the male allegedly is that when he was cuz he said it, when he was a kid he was a dickhead. Oh no, sorry. Yeah. It made his son cry in their under 12 sharks development yeah. team or something. And that, look that and and his son you know, lives with a disability. So I also understand that... Oh, really? Yeah, he's on the autism spectrum, I think. Oh, I had no idea. Oh. Um, which is still... You can which understand is, the emotion. Yep, yeah, attached, yeah. Attached, for but sure. But also, that was 10 years ago, and 12-year-olds are very different to 22-year-olds. Mm. Well, like, a 12-year-old me is very different to, to me now. So I don't, I don't know if you... I don't know what it really was. I mean, I'm assuming all that. I made all that up, and, and from people also speculating online. Speculation, so speculation, yeah. Um, I think I think coming out and saying that in a press conference is very different to to feeling like that and, and saying that kind of stuff in the change room or saying it to his face. Yeah, go into their change room and yeah, say and fire up at if him. If you feel that strongly about, about it, it. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously what occurred was pretty dramatic. You know, back then I to make I, him feel like this. Yeah, yeah and to, mm. to still be thinking that way um, and to have sort of held that opinion of this guy. Obviously, he's had nothing to do with him since because no. um, his parents what, came 10 out years later Sam, Salmon's parents came out saying like we, we haven't spoken to this guy in over 10 years so for him to say that he knows him personally yeah. feels unfair yep. uh, and they wanted an apology at Nat underscore Sinclair 93 tweeted hash weak gutted 
dog gate. <laughs> Love said, that. Should have, should have nothing to do with the tackle incident involving Sam and Ricky. Was absolutely welcome to call that a dog act if you felt that way. To instead insult the player so personally, so much in a public forum, is unacceptable for an NRL coach. It's inexcusable. Uh, but the good news on this front is at Mitch Nichols screenshotted Wikipedia which uh, and tweeted, the internet remains undefeated, where it says, Jamin Salmon, uh, born 1999, is a weak-gutted weak dog who plays second row in the centre for Colonel Fancy. Just incredible. People how, work how so quick fast. How that happen? Yeah, that's so good. I love that there are people in my life who, who see something like that happen and their first instinct is, Go to Wikipedia, change what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> people are going to want that. Mate, that is so good. Oh. Now, everyone would have missed in my in my Kona Science last week talking about another fun junior league story. And I've got some, I've got two this week. First of all, uh, excellent games. I did three games on the weekend, all of them high quality with its finals next week. So almost everyone's on their best behavior. Except for this uh, under 18s game that we were doing. It was last playing second. Last run the impression that if they'd won, they had like they needed like six things to happen for them to make the final scrape in, and the only one that they could really control is that they won that game. It was really unlikely against the second. They'd been tailed by them already that year. Incredible game, so so close. Somehow the team coming last ends up pretty much winning mm. in the last maybe three minutes. So, oh, and the other team that's coming second has a full bench, five guys. The guy, the team is coming last. One of the reasons they kept coming last is that their team is skeleton. They've got no one on the bench. The thirteenth guy turns up, you know, after the game started, eating, you know, his breakfast and, and running on the field. So incredible scenes. <clears throat> Their halfbacks, like Cam Munster, with in terms of raking the ball out, like the only reason they were in the game is because he kept doing incredible rakes. The fullback, though, about three minutes to go, the team coming second scores to make it down by maybe four, and in the play for no reason, the fullback on the defending team, the team coming last, try, pulls up on a guy. Pop, 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 hits him three times out of absolute fucking nowhere. And incredibly, the second roller who gets popped three times stands there. He's huge and he's a rep guy. I've seen him play in other things. He's standing there copying these three punches as an 8 to 17, 18, 19 year old kid, copying these punches in the face and stands there holding the guy going, we don't do that anymore. Stop hitting me. We don't do that anymore. Just holding him back while he's, he's getting punched. Wow. And then everyone else turns up and then he's getting pulled away. He's just like, we don't punch anymore. We don't punch anymore. What are you doing? You fucking idiot. And I was just like, the composure from this kid, because if he throws... For a kid one, too. Yeah, for, for anyone. Yeah. Uh, but particularly point. when you've been playing football, your, your blood's going crazy. It's hyper-masculine, hyper-competitive. And this guy's cops a, a square punch right in his face. And then a couple of up cups. And everyone rolls over. And he's just standing. You can see his face is still red. And he's just standing there, eyeballing the go, going, that's not what we do. We don't do that kind of shit. Because um, he knows, or I don't know if he knew or, or what, but if he throws a punch as well, he's in just as much trouble. He probably doesn't play that week or maybe for the rest of the season because it's so hard on, on mm. that kind of stuff. They pull him apart. I was just thinking, that kid's incredible, but walk over to the, the offending team's thing, the referee's putting everyone up. And the captain, the guy that came months ago, has been stealing the ball, doing an incredible job, walks over and squares up to his fullback going, are you fucking serious? Like, we're just about to win this game. We might be in this season. You're going to be a tough, a tough C-bomb to this guy. You want to hit someone, try and hit me. And they, then they're getting pulled up by their own teams. So you're trying to be a tough guy. You're trying to be a tough guy. Like they're oh trying to fight. Gosh. It was an absolute time. What a scene. Yeah. I love that. And if you're a, a scout watching that second row, you'd be like, ooh. Oh, they love him. He's got the mentality. Now, Bowman District's all over that kid. He runs an excellent line, almost never misses a tackle. Mm. And the fact that he has that composure and leadership was incredible. 
The team coming last, by the way, did end up winning, so it was an incredible, incredible game. Which leads me into my other one where second was playing fourth in the A-grade gold. Incredible football. 40-20s, like, just incredible football. The chat, like, the amount of chat on the defensive line was just, like, I wanted to get a notebook out and just write. Mm. Their, the, their halfback was such a big chat guy, and, and his scrum defense chat was just outrageous. Anyway, in this game, Cliffy Lyons is one of the coaches of the other team. He's standing during the warm-up. He's standing in my lane while I was, I was running the line on the game before. And he clocks me at it in his periphery, running towards him, and just takes two steps forwards to get out of my way. And I pulled up and was just like, Cliff, you can stand anywhere you want in this field, mate. I'm running around you. Don't worry about it. He gave me a real smile. The coaching staff also laughed, and I kept going. But I was just like, the guy's an absolute... He's a Hall of Famer. There's no way... Yeah, yeah. Everyone's getting out of this guy's way. He's the most humble bloke. He, didn't, he wasn't going to have a bar of that. He just kind of smiled and got out of my way. But it was just... Amazing to be around that royalty. Yeah. Local I, football. It's the best, mate. I, I remember I went down and played in the Clayama Sevens, uh, like rugby union, and he was playing for, I can't remember the team he was playing for, and I didn't play against him, thank God. But he looked old, um, but in good nick, and he versed a team called Molong, or Moolong, and they were just sitting on the sideline drinking tins at like 8am. And this team was obviously there for a, a good time, not a long time. They didn't want to go too far in the comp, but Cliffy just turned up and was absolutely chopping these blokes in half. And like two of them had to go off spewing. They had a gut full of piss when they got fucking chopped. He was like show and going, going running the whole length. He yeah. was like still just poetry in motion. It was yeah. so good to watch. Yeah. Uh, and and Moolong had some really good chat from the sidelines, but you could tell they were like, no, none of them wanted to go on when someone came off. Because uh, Cliffy just took that game by the scruff of the neck. Amazing very, to see. very cool to watch, yeah. Great Wowmans. Well, if you're big, you got to play big. Let's hope they're recorded. <laughs> we found the end of another ep. For you legends who listen all the way through, thank you. We hope that you also get to play against Cliffy or Lions when time gets chopped down and spew, because that would be a highlight for me. Give the podcast a cheeky five stars. Tell your friends. Oh, Dean, it's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials and we'll talk to you next time. Sports best friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous. Sports best friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.